there was this yoga program on at five in the morning on the oxygen channel called inhale. So I used to wake up and I did that every morning, almost every morning at five in the morning before I had to get ready for work. And that was probably in my 20s. Welcome to Part-Time Athletes, a podcast that interviews real people about their fitness journeys. That was today's guest, Michelle Bang, coming to us from her home gym in Montgomery, Illinois. And this is your host, Bree Outside, recording at my apartment in sunny Arizona. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that Michelle has come a long way from self-defined non-athlete to personal trainer and even obstacle course racer. But in today's episode, as you might have guessed from the opener, we're going to talk about Michelle's yoga journey and her road to beginning yoga teacher training. Just one quick housekeeping note. If you choose to apply any advice or opinions from this podcast or its guests, you do so at your own risk. And this particular episode actually has quite a few tips for those interested in beginning a yoga practice or those looking to maybe just spice it up. All right, athletes, let's get started. You know, I was never really involved in athletics. I wasn't your natural athlete. I wasn't involved in athletics in high school. I was in dance, you know, like jazz and tap when I was little. I was in cheerleading when, you know, I got to high school. I think I did a semester um, or a year of track because um, just during gym class, we found out that I was fast. So, <laughs> so the coach asked me to join their indoor team. Um, but I wasn't ever really a natural athlete. Uh, or involved in anything. So I never really had any experience in um, a lot of uh, athletics or, you know, any kind of like lifting, really. I did a lot of, you know, DVDs or things that you find or videotapes, some Billy Blanks, Tybo, you know, here and there. I would do Oh my gosh, I love that. Right? <laughs> we, He's the greatest. Uh, my older sister, Pepper, I remember when we were kids, she used to put on that, like, eight-minute one, and I, I found it yeah. on YouTube, and I still do it sometimes, and I have eight minutes just for the nostalgia. It's awesome. Right. Um, so, I mean, I had some experience with dumbbells. You know, that's probably the longest running thing I've had experience with. And then I remember in my 20s, um, there was this yoga program on at five in the morning on the oxygen channel called inhale. So I used to wake up and I did that every morning, almost every morning at five in the morning before I had to get ready for work. And that was probably in my twenties. So that might've been probably one of the longest running things that I've been doing. Um, but I was never really like super into yoga. I'd never at that point, you know, I wasn't, I'd never been to a yoga studio. I didn't have a mat. Uh, I didn't really know much about it except for that program that was on at 5 a.m. And then but you're you're doing yoga teacher training right now, aren't you? I am. I am. I just started that. I never really considered that I could do a yoga teacher training because one, they're really expensive. Two, you don't really have the time because um, most of them require you to either do them at some sort of yoga retreat or um, with a a studio that is certified with the Yoga Alliance. Um, and I don't even have a studio that I go to right now. Uh, so I never really even thought that was in the cards for me. But when all of this came about, this whole COVID-19, um, our gym started offering a lot of Zoom uh, talk classes and Facebook Live classes. And our owner, she did a live um, mobility 
class one day and I was like, Christina, I, I can do this. <laughs> like, let me, let me try and do this. So I called it yoga ability. So it was like yoga mixed with mobility, um, kind of beginner ish yoga. And, uh, everyone loved it. She loved it. And she was just like, you got to keep doing this. And she's always wanted to incorporate yoga into our gym just because it's fantastic for recovery, but we could just never find a yoga teacher that really understood what we did or they were just too expensive or didn't really, you know, we don't have any yoga people that really come to our gym. We have people who like to do yoga, but no, you know, yoga instructors. So we just had a hard time finding one that worked for our gym. So I started looking online for potential yoga teacher training. And I found that because of this whole COVID-19 thing, that a lot of studios were opening up their training to online training and the Yoga Alliance kind of loosened their restrictions on the online training before they, you could never um, be considered a, a Yoga Alliance or a certified Yoga Alliance teacher with any kind of online education. Um, But because of this, now they are allowing it um, as long as it's with a, you know, registered yoga alliance school, from my understanding. So I figured I would jump on it. So I've been going through that. And now uh, I do a live yoga class for our gym almost every Sunday at 9 a.m. And it's been really, really cool to kind of get back into my yoga practice and journey. I've always practiced here and there, like just YouTube online. Um, I did go to a studio for a while. I've just always really enjoyed it. I just never really considered being like a yoga instructor. So it's been really cool that that's kind of where, I mean, find the positives through this COVID, right? Yeah. And what style are you learning? Or is it a particular style or is it? Um, I'm just doing, so Hatha, which is basically the, the, the basis fell of where most yoga starts. Um, but a lot of classes that I really like are like Hatha Vinyasa flow. And that's probably more what I'll teach. And, and Vinyasa flow is just kind of the, the poses, not, not staying in them as static, just kind of moving through the movement um, or through the movements and breath. But the certification will be for Hatha. Do you have any advice for beginning yogis, people that have seen yoga online, but they're not sure it's for them? YouTube is fantastic. There are so many free um, you just YouTube yoga sessions, yoga practices. I have a few favorites. One of my favorite is yoga by Adrian. Uh, yeah, I think most people know that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. She is amazing. She's entertaining. Um, she's just charming, but you don't need to go to a studio. And if you're, you know, afraid, you know, going to a studio, then you can do it in your own home, learn there, but I do recommend, because uh, I was always kind of shy of a studio too, um, but I do recommend going because it's just, it's not as intimidating as you might think. I mean, I definitely would if you're a beginner, like look for the level one classes for sure. Um, but the great thing about yoga is it's called a practice for a reason. Like nobody is perfect. Nobody is at you know, the master of their, their journey. Um, everybody is still learning. Everybody is still growing within that practice and everybody, you know, has their good days and has their bad days. You know, I'm usually pretty good at balance, but some days, you know, my equilibrium might be a little off for some reason. 
and and nobody cares because they're not there for you or to watch you. They're there for themselves. And, and you just have to remember that and just go for that and have fun with it. You know, there's no judgment. There's no preconceived notions just you have or expectations just have to go in and breathe and move. And that's it. I think one of the other fears of the studio might be the time limit, because I think yoga, when you look at it, it looks really easy. But once you try it, 60 minutes when you're a beginner feels like a really long time. But that's why there's child's pose. Exactly. Never be afraid to go back into child's pose or downward dog or anything. Um, I'd also recommend, so I am not a fan of hot yoga. I do not like it. I don't go to those classes. <laughs> I will never um, teach one of those classes. So I wouldn't recommend a hot yoga for a first timer either. So I would definitely just make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. That's for sure. Have you ever used the app Downward Dog or you think it's Down Dog? No, I haven't. That's another really awesome app for beginners. It's they were offering it free at the beginning of COVID. I'm not sure if they still are, but if you uh, email, you can email them mm-hmm. saying that you can't afford to pay for it. And then they usually give you like a six month free <laughs> trial. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's really, I don't know. I feel like it's nice. It's not that expensive. Um, but I mean, if you can't, especially with COVID and a lot of people out of work or just trying to budget better. Um, yeah. can, you can get a six month free trial, but uh, I just like it because you can customize the level the voice, what oh, type cool. you're doing, uh, if you want to like do hips or shoulders, whatever you really want to mm-hmm. stretch or work. So just another cool app outside of oh, YouTube. That's, that's cool. I will look that up. I had something else I was going to say about going to a studio, but I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. You know, and sometimes if you look up the studio's um, websites, a lot of them do like free community classes. Um, and that's how I found the one that I used to go to. It was just a, a Sunday at five. Every Sunday at five, they did a free like community class. And I noticed that a lot of other studios do that. So that's always something to look into too, just to see if you like the studio, if you want to find like a new studio or, you know, like the instructor or if it's for you. See if they're ever offering like just a free community class every now and then, because I bet you there's one near you that is. And maybe not today, but <laughs> yeah, maybe not today. But <laughs> In this episode, we mentioned two different ways you can continue or start a yoga practice. There's the app Down Dog, and they're not paying me to advertise. I just personally use that app. You can customize it so much. I definitely recommend giving it a try. Second, we talked about YouTube. There's tons and tons of yogis on YouTube. Enough said. But a third option that I really wanted to tell you about was Zoom yoga. Check your local studios. There's a lot of studios here in Arizona that are doing Facebook Live and YouTube Live, but I prefer to schedule my workouts. So I like to look at the calendar, see what classes are being offered that week, and then just decide when I'm going to take the classes. And then signing up through, a lot of them use the app MindBody. So signing up through that app makes me feel like I'm holding myself accountable. It makes me feel like it's really scheduled because often if I tell myself I'm going to do yoga from YouTube or even sometimes Down Dog, um, 
or those Facebook Live classes, I just don't get around to it. So that's why I like to do the Zoom classes that are already scheduled. I know exactly what day, what time I'm taking yoga, and it's on my calendar. And I know I it. I don't know what it is. It's just that hitting that sign up button for some reason. It just seems to help me keep myself accountable. But I definitely recommend seeing what your local studios are offering, and if possible, taking a class through them online. And I recommend that for a couple reasons. One, because when it's safe to go back to a yoga studio in your area, you'll have a good idea of which studios you like because a lot of them are filming in their studios now, at least here. Um, so you can kind of get a little peek inside. You can't really see much, but uh, then you also know, I think the most important thing is knowing which teachers you like. Like from taking classes just from this one studio, I know which teachers that I like and then which ones I don't want to take their classes. And it's, I mean, that sounds mean, but it's just, you know what kind of instruction you like. You know how much talking versus not talking, how much description versus just letting you go for it you like. So I think it's really important that you try different teachers. And it's also important that you give every teacher a chance. So this is a really good time to check out yoga teachers, especially in donation-based and free classes because, you know, yoga, it's expensive when it's in studio. I know any of you listening that have already gone to a studio without a Groupon, like, it can get kind of expensive. So take advantage of this time and explore teachers and then when you find a studio and a teacher you like if you can donate or pay for classes support that studio to make sure that they're going to be open when this is all over and that goes i mean there's other areas of the fitness world where you can do the same thing but since this is yoga we're gonna i'm not gonna get off topic and start talking about other classes that i've been trying so moral of the story is Go and explore what your local studios are offering online right now. I know some studios, uh, depending on where you are, might have opened up again. And that's up to you to decide if you're going to go in person or not. But there's just so many online options right now. I'd say stay in your PJs and try something new. I just wanted to say thanks again to Michelle Bang for agreeing to be on the podcast. If you want to see more of what Michelle's up to, you can find her on Instagram. Her name is Shell, S-H-E-L-L underscore bang, B-A-N-G. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at breeoutside.com. That's B-R-E-O-U-T-S-I-D-E dot com. And you can also find me on Instagram at B-R-E-O-U-T-S-I-D-E. That's Outside.